I'm Caitlin. I'm Rachel. I'm Emmy. So it's fellowship time. That's the rumor. There's a fellowship, and there's a ring. Some elves are getting up to stuff, and I guess a few hobbits. I, li- I like hobbits. <laughs> I've always felt actually a good kinship with hobbits, because they eat and they drink. And sends him on a quest. Gandalf super doesn't really want Frodo to get out of the house. Suck it, Gandalf. Pipeweed? Pull up an armchair, grab a pipe and a pint from the green dragon. So you want to read Tolkien? Reading The Fellowship of the Ring. Book 2, Chapter 9, The Great River. Are you taking the whole intro this week? That's it, that's all I've got. (laughs) Yep, that's what we're doing this week. Welcome, everyone. (laughs) This is why we don't put Emmy in charge. Hey. I no, I just wanted to get the ball rolling. No, no, no. Excuse me. That was no worse than anything I've ever done. So <laughs> it's fine. We're back in this, our penultimate chapter of Fellowship of the Rings. Woot woot. Um, so close to being done. Our characters for this chapter are Aragorn, Boromir, Legolas, Gimli, Frodo, Sam, Merry, Pippin, and Gollum, who is the creature of the Pit Pats, which in this chapter is actually... Splish splash, as we are on the river. I don't know why I find that so funny, but I do. <laughs> I don't either. I was like, you didn't laugh. No one laughed. Splish splash, I was taking a bath. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Moving on really quickly. The short summary is that the company rides in boats for 10 days, and then they reach the Argonath, and then it's really cool. I was and trying then, to make it sound more interesting than what somebody else wrote here. I, it's I, not more interesting. Some That's interesting it. stuff does happen in this chapter. It's not all doom and gloom. That actually would be more interesting. It's not all just blah, 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 daydreaming boats. in boats. But it's mostly blah, 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 daydreaming in boats. <laughs> there's there's a fight. There's there's a brief glimpse of a... I'm not up- sure you can call it a fight. There's an upgraded <laughs> enemy, a leveled up enemy. He gets a name uh, and stats. No, no, a different, a different no, I'm, enemy. No, I'm talking about the... I'm talking about the Nazgul. Oh, okay, fine. Who's, who's upgraded Doesn't... his uh, uh, mount? Mount, Steed. yes. Roll for initiative. They actually roll for stealth, I think. Yeah. <laughs> With advantage due to the elven cloaks. Yeah. Hey, we're uh, so nerdy. That's why we do a Lord of the Rings podcast, I mean, like, <laughs> obviously we're nerdy. <laughs> just a little. It's not a bad thing. I like it. No, I I like it too. I just you sounded as if you were just coming upon this realization. Oh no! And I was like, we've I've been just, doing this podcast for over a year now. I feel like I need to continually touch on this realization. Oh, I find okay. it reassuring. I gotcha. I gotcha. Still a nerd? Okay, cool. I can go on with my life. Yep, yep, yep. No one's coming for my nerd badge. So anyway, um, I do apologize in advance for how boring this episode is probably going to be. It really, really is literally nothing but boat trip. Even after that great banter we just had about nerds? <laughs> at least it's a picturesque I sincerely trip. hope we prove me wrong. Uh, it, it may at least be a short one. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> but anyway, the, the company travels southward, not in any particular rush to get to the land of evil, but letting the river take them at its own pace. Also Which Calibron to... said not to do. Okay, I'm sorry. They're going to keep up. putting off that decision. Um, there are no enemy sightings for a couple days Uh, the third day we get a change of geography it's great we see the brown lands on the east 
pretty much everything is flat and boring. It's pretty much like driving through Indiana. <laughs> Frodo comments that he thought it got merrier and warmer as you go south, and Aragorn remarks that they've, they're actually barely 60 leagues south of the Shire. So for all they've traveled, they're not very far south. How far is a league? Like, I, mm. I literally have no idea. How far is a league, Google? About 3.4 miles. A nautical league. Three so four on land, the league is most commonly kilometers. defined as just three miles. Cool. So, but the length of a mile could vary from place to place. So, 180 miles. on the era. About, wow. So, about five kilometers. <laughs> Actually, like about sort, the distance yeah. where I am at school from where Emmy is up there. Which wow, I that think, means even less to me than the leagues. It's like a, I mean, two and a half, three hour drive. Oh, okay. Oh, shit. On an interstate. Yeah. Like, if you're just counting the straight So parks, from, from here to Seattle. Hours. Gotcha. Yeah. There we go. So anyway, they actually haven't gone very far south. Also, Aragorn cheerfully talks about how orcs have taken to raiding Rohan. It's like, this land is just not merry and not warm. It sucks. Uh, but still nothing actually happens. And they keep boating for a couple more days. But they're starting to feel a bit uneasy. So they actually row a bit. Uh, the landscape changes, but it's still bleak. Everyone is caught up in their daydreams because nothing is happening. Uh, but Merry and Pippin are uneasy because they're listening to Boromir muttering to himself. Pippin uh, notices a gleam in Boromir's eye as he looks at Frodo in the other boat. Dun, dun, dun. I do think that <laughs> Boromir is one of the few characters who got a better deal in the movie. Even with him being sketchy right off the bat. But like he had an actual... In the, in the book, it's just nothing for chapters, and then suddenly, no, wait, he's being taken by the ring. And yeah, he wasn't always sketchy in the movie. He had some good scenes that weren't sketchy. I love that scene of him, like, romping with the hobbits and yeah, and when he, fighting. Yeah, and when he talks with Aragorn in Lothlorien, and, you know, you can feel his conflict and mm -hmm. how he talks so keenly, or not keenly, he talks so passionately about, about Minas Tirith and, and Gondor. Yeah. I miss so those scenes. This is something interesting that came up when Emmy and I were at uh, E.K. Johnston's signing over the weekend. Uh, was she brought up that in the, like, in the movies, everyone is on screen, so you don't have to remind people that you're there. But like in the book, you'll just, you just forget that they're there for a while. Mm -hmm. And that I think Boromir kind of falls into that problem in here where you're like, you could basically forget he's there most of the time. And then book last chapter and this one, he's like... You only remember he's there because he's being creepy. Yeah. It is, it's just kind of sad. Like, you sort of know what's happening, and you're like, oh, this sucks. Um, but anyway, Sam, in the meantime, is not as afraid of boats as he was before, but they still don't trust him to use a paddle, so he's pretty much just on the lookout <laughs> the whole time. Uh, and on the fourth day, he notices something strange behind them, but after rubbing his eyes, he doesn't see it again. Uh, that night, he talks about it with Frodo, and describes it as a log with eyes. The log seemed to be catching up to the boats, which this, is strange on its own. Hmm? This is my favorite description of Gollum ever. A log with eyes. <laughs> Fearsome creature, log with eyes. Um, but yeah, two eyes appeared on this log, and it looked like it was paddling. Uh, it did disappear when it saw Sam noticing it, and Sam was left wondering if he was dreaming. Uh, Frodo. However, remarks that this is not the first time those eyes have been seen. 
This is, in fact, the strange creature of the pit pats that Frodo has noticed following them before. Uh, interestingly enough, it's actually Sam who first says aloud what we've known. Uh, remembering Bilbo's stories, he hazards a guess that this is, in fact, the creature Gollum. Uh, Frodo agrees that he's been fearing the same thing. I'm so glad he said that, because I was starting to think Frodo was a real idiot. Right? <laughs> like, when Sam brought it up first, I was like, Jesus, Frodo. Thank God Sam goes with you. But then Frodo was like, yeah, that's what I've been thinking, too. And I was like, oh, oh, oh thank good. goodness. Okay, At least you've fine, been thinking. Fine. Yeah. Um, so with Gollum out there, they agree to be a little more watchful and, but not tell any of the others, well, whatever that that's, that's too much. Uh, Sam's just going to keep watch that night since he can, uh, sleep on the boat, but Frodo does insist that Sam wake him midway through the night. Uh, so Frodo is awakened by Sam as promised and takes the watch and then notices a dark shape floating near to the boats. It lifts up and two eyes look up at Frodo no more than a yard or two away. Frodo pulls out Sting, and the figure disappears again. Uh, Aragorn, however, wakes at the sound and asks what it is. Frodo says Gollum, and Aragorn is all, Ah! So you know about our little footpad, do you? Uh, so basically everyone knew it was Gollum, they just weren't saying it because dramatic tension! What the hell? It's like, so they weird. were all just keeping this weird secret from each other? Right? Or was it more like, oh yeah, that, I totally knew what that was. And everybody's just playing along. I mean, Aragorn definitely knew, right? Yeah, because yeah. well, Ar Aragorn says, yeah, he's been he following us since Moria or whatever, and blah, 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 yeah, blah, Yeah, he's like, I've tried to capture him a couple times. Yeah. Seriously, Aragorn? Fro Frodo might have just jumped on, on the bandwagon, but I want him to be smarter than that, so I'm hoping not. Yeah. I mean, I, again, growing up with Bilbo's stories, I doubt he would not put together that it was Gollum. Sam even says that. Right? Exactly. <laughs> So, anyway, just, yeah, needless tension of people not talking. Uh, Aragorn had hoped that they would lose Gollum on the river, uh, but clearly not so. He's very, very good at following. Uh, they're going to go faster the next day trying to lose him, because uh, even though Gollum on his own could be dangerous, he might bring other enemies onto their tail, which is extra bad. So, for the next several days, the company travels by night, keeping watch, but they see nothing. On the seventh day, the landscape changes again! Oh my god! Uh, so it's now hilly and rocky, and still absolutely thrilling. <laughs> the I'm thrilled. <laughs> Rachel's favorite chapter, everyone. <laughs> it was It was not not great. At least we're moving, though. <laughs> it's, it's all set up. It does sort of seem like the chapters where they stay still are more interesting, but we're like, how are you not going somewhere? And the chapters where they're going somewhere, we're like, this is boring. How are you not interesting? Yeah. <laughs> Just something in between. I feel like even in some of the other, like, their traveling chapters, bigger things happened between, like, Tom Bombadil and Evil Willows and Black Riders. And I guess they were traveling get, through Moria when there was a Balrog problem. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, so above, they can see... Many birds circling, including a hunting eagle. It's a bit ominous. Oh my gosh. Earlier in the chapter, they saw a bunch of swans flying. And I just oh, wanted yeah. to ask, have you ever seen a swan fly? Because it is the most ridiculous looking thing in the whole world because of their fucking necks. I have not, but I can imagine. <laughs> now like, I'm looking it up. It is hilarious. It doesn't look like it should be possible, but also it just, it looks so funny. Anyway. All right. Random, so random aside. There are birds and water. And ground. Yeah. 
Uh, the eighth night begins. I'm so glad we got this, like, actual timekeeping of how many nights there were, because, I mean, how would I have lived without knowing? Don't they... Sorry, have we missed this, or is it coming up? But they talk it's, about how long they've been in... They were in Lauren? Oh, yeah, that's that's coming up. Oh, okay, Don't worry. Okay, okay. I, could, I could not skip that, because it's one of the only things that happens in this chapter. <gasps> <laughs> Uh, the eighth night begins with Aragorn saying that there should be one more day before they get to the rapids, and they'll need to be able to see for that. Uh, I'll give you guys three guesses what that means, and the first two don't count. <laughs> yep. Uh, they hit the rapids, and they have to try to paddle hard to get out of them. Aragorn is like, the river moves faster than I thought it would. And I'm like, really? Really, dude? The boats uh, are more mischievous you know, than expected. M- melting ice caps and rising oceans. I mean, this river goes out. Yeah, anyways. I think Alma was being fickle. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, so as they paddle hard to try to get out of the rapids, the river keeps pushing them toward the eastern bank, and suddenly comes a twang of bowstrings, and an arrow doinks off of Frodo, and another one goes through Aragorn's hood, and one hits the side of the boat. And Tolkien really just, just super loves doing this, right? No one else gets hit, just Frodo, because he can. Right? Like Frodo's like the smallest target we've got here. No one else ever gets hit. We get hit in two different hats. Uh, they're basic. The orcs are basically stormtroopers. That's yep. what we have to think of them as. Yeah, just doinking off Frodo twice. Like, just because you can doesn't mean you should. But also, I like it, and it's hilarious. Yes, it is. I'm sad we did not get this in the movie. Mm-hmm. Just Frodo sitting there like, ugh, another one. Doink. <laughs> I wonder if Mithril would stop a bullet. Anyways, carry on. That's a deep philosophical question. Uh, let's ask the, ask the Mythbusters. <laughs> but yeah, so after a lot of hard paddling and some good luck and or disguise from the elf cloaks, they do make it away from the eastern bank and make their way to the western shore without anyone getting shot other than Frodo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Legolas pulls out his shiny new bow and peers across the river looking for a target. Suddenly, a dark shape comes out of the blackness in the sky, a great winged creature, blacker than the pits of night. Frodo feels a chill through him in the shoulder. Uh Uh, Legolas shoots the creature, and it falls out of the sky to the east. Since Gimli and Legolas are such great bros now, uh, Gimli compliments Legolas on the shot, and they wonder at what the creature was. Uh, Gimli says that it reminded him of the shadow of the Balrog, which honestly isn't super far off mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that's that's like the right feeling yeah good, good work Gimli uh Frodo starts to say it was not a Balrog it was something colder I think it was and he cuts himself off and Boromir asks him what he thinks peering very very closely at Frodo's face as he does so <laughs> yeah Boromir really like steps up from just like wanting to go home to being a maximum creeper in this chapter um but frodo refuses to answer him i mean i guess we we didn't i didn't put this in the notes but you know we kind of figure out what frodo thinks it is but he doesn't say anything i feel like like i get that maybe he's like oh, i really don't want it to be them but also like that's keeping significant information to yourself like information people need to have about how they could die yeah you know <laughs> Like, hey guys, the riders are back. NBD. And they can fly now because they got themselves some... Fell Beast. Yeah. Fell Beast. I want so much. What a great name. God, I want one. 
Dream pet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Interesting. uh, Later, Sam remarks on the moon and how it's not in the part of its cycle that it should be based on the amount of time they spent in Lothlorien. And Legolas comments how time can move differently for the elves, both fast and slow according to their immortal life. The quote is uh, swift because they themselves change little and all else fleets by. It is a grief to them. Slow, because they do not count the running years, not for themselves. The passing seasons are but ripples ever repeated in the long, long stream. Yet beneath the sun, all things must wear to an end at last. Uh, and Frodo comments that the the wearing to an end is slow in Lorien, what with Galadriel wielding the ring. Uh, and Aragorn is like, you shouldn't talk about that, Frodo! Ah! Uh, but also he tells Sam. What? My, my... Liking the intelligence Frodo was showing earlier is just like mm. completely canceled out here. Yeah, I know. Like, you, maybe talk about the the Nazgul and don't talk about the magic ring. <laughs> but, like nobody knows where it is. It's super hidden. But now the entire fellowship yeah, knows. Just blabbed your mouth. Yeah, Aragorn's like not even to me, and I'm like, yeah. Also, Frodo was not even answering you. Like literally, everyone heard that. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Frodo, Frodo, my dude. I mean, Frodo is my favorite character, but sometimes he's a bit of a bitch. Just like naive. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Uh, but Aragorn does tell Sam that, yes, time moves swiftly by the group while in Lothlorien, so what seemed only days to them was actually like a month in the outside world. God, we've lost so much time. What the hell? And then they just were like, oh, let's go at the river's pace. We don't need to go quickly. Yeah. Oh like, my dear God. These elves and their lack of urgency. Like the first time we wait two months, two months because of, you know, maybe the Nazgul will be back. And now we lose another month. And yeah, they're back. You've wasted three pointless months of time. You could have been there and back again. The Hobbit's tale. <laughs> and winter for- is coming. Gosh darn it. I mean, no, winter's over. They skipped winter with their month. They jumped into spring. Like, I wish I could do that, but that's not how it works. I don't wish. I want to skip summer, but carry on. Yeah, it just elves, man. No wonder they're ending. (laughs) 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 Sorry, I just started thinking about, like, is that, like, what happened to Rip Van Winkle? He just, like, slipped into elf land. (laughs) Like, how many people wandered into Lothlorien and then... Isn't this, like, a whole... Mythology in probably. like Ireland, probably yes, it, like yes, it is. But no, you, you think, like they have. I like that you just almost made it up there on your own. You're like, but wait, what if it's the fairies? And yeah, it's like <laughs> what wait, if it's they this did thing that, that this yeah. is literally based on. Yeah. Um. Still though, like, how do you have like relations between like Lothlorien and Moria if your time is moving differently? Yeah. Well. Dwarves, well, are, dwarves are pretty long-lived, too, aren't they? Like, not, not immortal, yeah. but they're longer-lived than human men. They don't have daylight in the caves. But, like, how maybe? do you send notes, like, agreeing upon a meeting time? Like, okay, by two days in Florian versus, you know. That's why they have what's elves the like Haldir. Haldir. I said his name really weird there. Haldir, who leaves and comes back and, like, learns about the outside world, and he probably has a better sense of time. Yeah. Maybe. They'd have to set like a date, like we will meet on this equinox. Anyway. What other times are solid? Yeah. It's anyway, it makes me mad. Um but we're still on the river boating. Uh so the next day dawns with fog, which is good for safety, but hard for finding the path to get around the rapids. 
Boromir suggests that they don't need to portage the rapids, they can just leave and break off from Minas Tirith. But that has not been decided yet, because we keep putting this off. And also, the Entwash will be perilous. Uh, so Aragorn says, too, that they'll stay with the boats, and he has a mind to go to the high seat of Amon-Hen before deciding a further course. For maybe there will be a sign that will guide them, which is, again, basically like, hmm, not yet. Maybe there'll be a sign. He's hmm. pulling a Gimli here. He wants to go see <laughs> the, the landmark on the, the side vista. of the road. I mean, fair. Maybe uh, that's why he let Gimli go before, because he knew there was stuff coming up he wanted to see. <laughs> so Boromir is very unhappy with this decision, but since it's clear that Frodo will follow Aragorn wherever he goes. <laughs> True love. Uh, he Boromir eventually relents and then gives a passive aggressive, there I shall turn to my home alone <laughs> if my help has not earned the reward of any companionship. Dang, Which, now he's like, salty. I get it, but also people, they're supposed to follow Frodo. You know, Boromir, this actually isn't about you. Yeah, like, you are the least important person here, my dude. Well, Pippin. Oh, <laughs> oh that hurts. <laughs> oh, that's That was a joke. I love Pippin. <laughs> Me too, but that is fair. Like, you know, you have one of each race as, like, representative, and then, like, Boromir, they were actually Sam, invited Mary, to and the Pippin council. are all extras, pretty much. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, Aragorn and Legolas then go scouting to try to find the path to carry the boats around the rapids. Uh, they ominously say that if they don't return in a day, you'll know something evil happened to them. But it's just a tease, because like two sentences later and three hours, they come back. That's fine. Can't lose them that easily. I wonder who would be leader if Aragorn died. I mean... Fr uh, Frodo? Frodo. Yeah, well, it, it would Maybe. be interesting. I mean, I think it would be Frodo would realize he has to split off, and I think things would come to a head earlier, because Boromir would obviously step up and say, okay, we need We're to go to Minas Tirith. Right, right. Frodo would be like, this is uh, bad. Do we? Or maybe yeah. Gimli would just like take full on road trip mom and then they'd stop at all of the vistas on their way <laughs> that to wherever. Would be amazing. We will see all of the ancient dwarven landmarks. <laughs> Highway markers, whatever they're called. Let us make for yeah. the lonely mountain. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that is the opposite direction of Mordor. <laughs> but it will be a good view. <laughs> we'll have fun while we're at it. I feel like I've been on this road trip. <laughs> it's oddly familiar somehow. <laughs> anyway they have the path to portage uh and boromir comments that it won't be easy even if they were all men and gimli replies that the legs of men will lag on a rough road while a dwarf goes on be the burden twice his own weight like an uh, ant <laughs> <laughs> sorry uh at first i thought you meant like your parents sibling like my aunt <laughs> yeah i was like yep yes that's your aunt <laughs> no, I was um, actually going to make some comment that's like, wow, that's like really a jerky thing to say. Oh, and Boromir. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think like, Boromir's still salty. Yeah. Still salty, but like, dude, that's like, I mean, that's just straight up racist. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's going like to be hard. That's not even a microaggression. And... That's a macroaggression. And you all yeah. are going to make it harder. So let's get going. Right. I mean, like, it's fair the logistics of hobbits carrying boats, fine, but still. Yeah. But I mean, as long as they were carrying it with each other, they're like light yeah. wooden canoes. I think that's mm -hmm. fine. Yeah. They and said it, specifically light. Yeah. And it is pointed out that actually uh, two hobbits themselves could carry the boats. 
they were able to lift them. Um, but Bormir and Aragorn end up having to carry them because of like the rough terrain and stuff and lifting them over things. Uh, which, okay, fine, whatever. Um, Didn't have to be a jerk about it. Yeah. Uh, and everyone else brings along the rest of the stuff, so it's not like anyone's getting a free ride. Uh, but slowly but surely, they make it to the southern landing of the Portage Way. Uh, Boromir says they need sleep, even if they had a mind to travel at night, because we are all too tired, except, no doubt, our sturdy dwarf. And Gimli doesn't reply because he's falling asleep. I did like that <laughs> bit. So, that was bit like, of teasing there. That was like good salty. Right. Just just some good teasing. Yeah. Which, again, is that reminder of, like, Boromir could be so funny sometimes. And wonderful. Except he's a creeper. Anyway, yeah. Nothing actually happens that night. And the next day, they set off again. Uh, it, it rains some. It's great. <laughs> it's a that was apparently worth noting, because something happened. Yep. <laughs> uh, the river turns into a ravine. And eventually, two great pillars rise, and they are the Argonath, the pillars Yay, of the Argonath. And everybody's just... favorite. Yep, I have them in a snow globe. Unless you don't know what they are, but um, they'll be. Did your you favorite say you soon. have them in a snow globe? Well, I guess technically they're beside the snow globe, and there's a snow globe of oh. the river between them. Still, that sounds fabulous. <laughs> I love it a lot. Yeah, the Argonath. Um, giants, they seemed to Frodo. Uh, vast gray figures, silent but threatening. Then he saw that they were indeed shaped and fashioned. The craft and power of old had wrought upon them, and still they preserved through the suns and rains of forgotten years the mighty likenesses in which they had been hewn. Upon great pedestals founded in the deep waters stood two great kings of stone. Still with blurred eyes and crannied brows they frowned upon the north. The left hand of each was raised palm outwards in, in gesture of warning. In each right hand there was an axe. Upon each head there was a crumbling helm and crown. Great power and majesty they still bore, the silent wardens of a long-vanished kingdom. Awe and fear fell upon Frodo, and he cowered down, shutting his eyes and not daring to look up as the boat drew near. Even Boromir bowed his head as the boats whirled by, frail and fleeting as little leaves under the enduring shadow of the sentinels of Numenor. So they passed into the dark chasm of the gates. I so love cool. the Argonath. Yeah, it's like, it, it, okay, I've been a little bit snarky, but it was worth the 10 days of boating just to get to the Argonath. It's super cool and also definitely made me start thinking of the Ozymandias poem. Cool, cool. Sorry, was that just like too nerdy? <laughs> <laughs> no such thing as too nerdy. No such um, thing indeed. Yeah, so pretty darn epic and... Good symbolism for what's about to follow is uh, the boat races through between the cliffs and Sam is once again wailing about never wanting to see water ever again. And oh, Ar Aragorn speaks to him in a strange voice, telling him to fear not. He's once again transformed, no longer Strider, but rather Aragorn, son of Arathorn, a king returning from exile to his own land. And he says, fear not. Long have I desired to look upon the likenesses of Isildur and Anarion, my sires of old. Under their shadow, Elisar, the elf son's... Aha! Under their shadow, Elisar, the elf-stoned son of Arathorn, of the house of Valandil, Isildur's son, heir of Valandil, has naught to dread. Whoa, that's Well, I made it through all those names. Yeah, you did. <laughs> but yeah, it just sort of, that physical moment of like, yeah, I am king again. Passing through underneath, um the sign of his ancestors i um, kind of wish they'd included more of this in the movie too because 
you almost like forget that he's king of Gondor. Mm-hmm. Well, they push they push so much of it later. They do, which is but even then they're like, take your sword, go get the ghost army. But also, but even then, it's not really talked about that, or it's not talked about after that that he will be king until the very end when mm-hmm. he, you know, is king. Yeah, like oh hey, oh hey, by the way. So anyway. Um, the boats at last emerge from the chasm into a long oval lake, and three peaks rise at the south, Tol Brandir, Amon Law, and Amon Hen, where the seats of the great kings were and watch was kept. Uh, except apparently on Tol Brandir, where no one has ever set foot. Cool. <laughs> it's just like a great footnote. Like, there were two, you know, big old peaks here that were had like literal seats on them, and not this one. No one bothered to climb it. <laughs> Anyway, the company travels to the bottom of the lake, near the falls. See, I didn't try to name them, Emmy. That was a good choice. Um, At last, it is time to choose their path. The last stage of the quest was before them, or the final words of this chapter, which, you know, it's good that the last stage is there. There's only two books and another chapter to go. But only one chapter in this book, so I think that's what it's like. It's like, this is the last stage of the quest, with two books still to go. It's a long stage. <laughs> Did anyone have any favorite? Not in this chapter. Um, so my my note here is that I love that Aragorn has his transformation moments in like actual physical places. Mm-hmm. It just, I mean, it felt very video game-ish to me. Like you step into this area and you're glowing and you step off of it and you're not. And you step in and you're glowing and you step off and you're not. <laughs> <laughs> it's a save point. Um, but like he has the pokes along the way trying, you know, Galadriel telling him like be king, but it's like actual literal, like he's standing by that tree and is having that moment of, of transformation and he's going under the, you know, ancestral kings and has that moment. I really like, well, the Argonath, obviously. I mean, it's Um, it's a great place if you're going to have a transformation. Yeah. Um, but I also just really like how this book is setting up the next book because i feel like the movie didn't really do that at all um but like how you get a glimpse of what the ring race are going to be from here on out how Gollum is following them um even previously i think when i think this was like two or three chapters ago when somebody mentioned that aragorn legolas and gimli are the best trackers ever you know that Mm -hmm. sort of thing so i like how there's a lot of setup coming for what's going to happen oh and all the discussion about rohan um, but mm-hmm. that's been sort of throughout this book. We've gotten a lot of discussion about how Rohan has been besieged and the king seems a little bit, uh, we don't know. Maybe Saruman's had some stuff going on there. What's going on with their horses? Yeah. Uh, orcs have dared to cross the river. Exactly. Yeah. We're getting so, a lot more of the politics of the world and the intricacies of how the people will play part in them. Yeah. And how, and all this stuff that's going to be, um, big in the next book. Yeah. So there is some good stuff in between all the boating. I mean, a lot of the stuff I just listed was from different chapters. <laughs> Ten days of boating. So many descriptions of just... It's like descriptions of landscape just to say it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I did also enjoy Sam describing himself as luggage in the boat. Yeah. That's a mood, to be honest. It was yeah. real funny. And what Frodo was just like, luggage with eyes, which one... <laughs> is creepy. Is great, because I think it, it was like, you know, you can keep an eye out for... Gollum, but also yeah. was like mirrored the log with eyes so much. Yep, right? It was so good. <laughs> All right. Well, shall we leave it here? Yeah, that's about it. I We're going to assign the homework, okay. finish it off. 
So we've got book two, chapter 11? 11. Chapter 10. 10. 10. Chapter 10, The Breaking of the Fellowship, the final chapter. I'm just like about to start crying just hearing the music in my head. Yes. But um, I'm excited to see how Aragorn solves his indecision. (laughs) Spoilers. We don't see it until the next book. I always forget that you don't actually get this stuff until the start of the next book. And I'm like, really? I just love love that he's had chapters and chapters of indecision. And it's going to carry him over until book two. Oh, Aragorn. Poor baby. You're just, you're just, just such not actually a good leader. He's well, trying. Not yet. Though. He's learning. He's learning. Yeah. He has growth. Anyway. All right. Yeah. Let's do it. Um. So that's what next week is. If you have anything, any comments you would like to say to us about this episode, you can contact us on Twitter at to read Tolkien or email us at want to read Tolkien at gmail.com. Um, we appreciate any reviews and ratings you want to leave for us on iTunes, etc. And I believe that is it. So we will see you next week for the final chapter of Fellowship of the Ring. Holy crap. We I'm did ca- it. Well, we haven't yet, Emmy. Oh, Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Did it. Oh. We've almost did it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm Caitlin. I'm Rachel. I'm Emmy. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.